You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to site now. Check out all we have there leading into Super Bowl 54. We've gone in depth pretty specifically for this game here all week with the prop bets, but now it's time to get to the pick and how that uh, translates into our DraftKings lineup here for the showdown for Super Bowl 54, the ultimate showdown there and how you're looking at the players uh, and uh, values here that are going to do well, as well as uh, kind of look at the game as a whole. So if you're looking at it from a different perspective, gambling there to kind of see how it kind of plays out on Super Bowl Sunday. So let's dive right into it. The 49ers and Chiefs, your Super Bowl there, uh, the over-under has been around 54 all week. It's kind of uh, tapering to that here. Uh, could move up a little bit if we get a little bit more action on the betting line here. The Chiefs have been the one-and-a-half, one-point favorites wherever you look here for all the week. That really hasn't changed. It's essentially a pick em game here for Super Bowl 54. So let's dive right into it here. We'll... Uh, do it this way. We'll start with when the 49ers have the ball, and then we'll go with when the Chiefs have the ball, and then in our final segment, we'll unleash the uh, DraftKings uh, showdown suggestions there for your lineup construction and go from there. So, again, we've talked about a little about this when we've uh, talked about player props and uh, how we like maybe the game to go. But officially, the pick I have in this game for Sporting News that you can check out Really in-depth uh, breakdown there of all that I'm talking about here. 34-31 was my pick there. So let's talk about how the 49ers are going to get to this very successful point total. Let's start with their running attack. This is going to be their bread and butter. We know that. And the Chiefs are vulnerable against the run. They've been that way all season. They've played a lot better here during the playoffs, uh, containing uh, Carlos Hyde there, and then uh, coming up Derek Henry, the whopper they did on him. Can they do it again here? 49ers... Run attack is a little bit different because they're versatile. They've got zone blocking. They're athletic. Can go inside and outside a little bit more, not purely based on power, most creating space here. So I think it's going to be a problem. These linebackers uh, struggle with speedy guys, and they can get Marie Mostert and Tevin Coleman there in space if they want to. And uh, Matt Breida is not going to be a big factor. I think it's going to be a lot of uh, Mostert, a good dose of Coleman here in this game. So... That combination is going to be a little bit uh, tricky here to navigate for this team. So, again, Mostert, you figure, is the hot hand, but they could always pivot back to Coleman. Remember, Coleman had the bigger game in the divisional round, then he got hurt, and then Mostert basically dominated all the touches there. But Mostert just runs so well. I think the speed of Mostert, that's the biggest thing. And this guy is very fast. I know Coleman is fast, but he's more of a kind of a big slashing power runner than you'd like to give credit for. But... Again, both these guys can be very dangerous here. I mean, Coleman's not a bad, like, little pivot to look at as being productive. We've seen it toggle quite a bit this season with their production. But uh, I see uh, Mostert uh, kind of uh, 
taking control of this. I mean, he's just been on fire again. The speed of him, he's a track guy, much like a Tyreek Hill was. I mean, very similar speed. Maybe he doesn't get enough credit for it here. So I'm uh, definitely feeling this uh, running game to have very good success here. Now, how did the 49ers accomplish that? Did they come out running? I think the Chiefs kind of expect them to run, so you know how that goes. They'll be fired up and try to load the box. I think the 49ers are too smart there with Kyle Shannon. They're going to soften things up. So that's going to lead some great play action opportunities there because those linebackers have to be kind of keyed in on the run. Again, they probably need some support there from Tyron Matthew. That's going to create some play action opportunities for Jimmy Garoppolo setting off that early where they don't even have to establish the run. And Debo Samuel is a big playmaker there. So I think the quickness of Debo Samuel is a tough thing as well as his toughness once you get him in the open field. <coughs> the Chiefs have been very good in coverage, but it's more downfield with Matthew, Bashad Breeland, and some of the defensive backs they have. But the linebackers are going to be targeted a lot. So that means short passes to Debo, George Kittle over the middle, where you would expect him to be targeted a lot. So I think the backs are going to get involved in the passing game as well and taking advantage of the linebacker core. But I expect Jimmy Garoppolo to play well and really move the ball well. The downfield big plays are going to be hard. Emmanuel Sanders has had some good success against the Chiefs, but not necessarily field stretching. I think what you're going to get is more big plays after the catch for the 49ers here. But again, their offensive line matches up well up front. Keeping Jimmy Garoppolo clean is going to be important, but typically when they get downhill and can uh, get pace and uh, get the ball out quickly out of his hands and also use the run in different angles, I think they'll do some misdirection to play off this as well. Play action, sleight of hand, the things that are going to happen here that uh, throw off the Chiefs and make them kind of pay for over-pursuing some plays and uh, over-committing to stopping the run early. And that's how I kind of see it uh, playing out for the 49ers. And again, looking at how we do the receiving core, I think George Kittle by far is going to be the number one target. He's been very quiet. Some teams are, some people are going to be off him and don't think he's going to have a big impact and he's going to go back and run blocking. But Trust me, we know they're going to have to throw a little bit more in this game. And uh, you look at it, I, I don't think the Chiefs necessarily are going to fall behind big time here either. So the flow of it is going to be pretty balanced attack here. But Kittle, look at the Chiefs' profile. They can't cover him. I mean, he's too big for Matthew. The linebackers are overwhelmed by him. Daniel Sorensen is the other safety. He just absolutely will get mauled here by George Kittle. So... Kittle, again, that's why we liked him to go well over, maybe push for 100 yards, get in the end zone, get eight catches, all whole shebang here, and uh, just really like his impact in this game. And, uh, and I think he's going to be stand out with his production, and that's where we're going. And again, you trust Mostert a little bit more than Coleman, but Coleman may be your pivot there in the backfield if you want to go there and uh, go a little contrarian and uh, get maybe some value there. And we'll discuss that and look at the board specifically for them. So I expect the 49ers to be rather balanced. You're going to have Jimmy Garoppolo not throw eight times, not throw 40 times. I think he'll be right there in like 25 to 30 range where he usually is. In most games, running-wise, they should be pretty balanced. There where they run about 25 times in this game as well. So that speed is going to be the thing that drives the Chiefs' baddie there in athleticism and uh and points to the three principles of Mostert, Samuel, and Kittle doing a lot of damage in this game, and therefore Jimmy Garoppolo having a solid game as well. We'll be back to discuss uh, 
when the Chiefs have the ball in a moment here, and uh, kind of give you what you're feeling there. But uh, first, I got to tell you this uh, matchup Friday show is brought to you by Blue Chew, and uh, Blue Chew that means we're gonna take a break to talk about sex, and this is about great sex. We've been wanting better sex, uh, good sex, well, great sex. The only way you can get that is with Blue Chew. It's going to help you increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. All you have to do is go to BlueChew.com. Blue, like the color blue, the first chew with the same FDA-approved active ingredients. It's better than Cialis. You can take it anytime, day or night, even on full stomach. And since Blue Chew is a chewable, works up to twice as fast as pills, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, we want something to back up our big talk for big game and uh, this is what uh, Blue Chew is going to let you do. Come through and uh, really feel good about your follow through uh, every time. Uh, Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Blue Chew is prepared and shipped directly from being made in the USA, making them cheaper than a pharmacy as well. Right now you have a special deal as a listener to Lockdown Fantasy Football. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. You'll just pay $5 shipping. Again, the promo code MLB will work, but also Locked On is where you want to go. And that's BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On to try it for free there. And uh, check it out for sure. All you do is pay that shipping. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On to try it for free. We'll be right back here to look at when the Chiefs have the ball in Super Bowl 54. All right, uh, let's continue here and uh, look at the Chiefs' offense. And again, offense, offense, offense. Let's start with the running game as well with the Chiefs. I don't see Damian Williams having a lot of success, but he does score touchdowns quite a bit. He does get involved as an outlet receiver, so that's where Damian Williams is going to be most used Andy Reid's screen game, the Brian Westbrook stuff, that's where you're going to see that usage here, not any of this power running game. It's just futile against the 49ers. They're very good against the run. Even without DJ Jones, their nose tackle, a little bit of depth lost up front in the front seven. 49ers have been nasty. They shut down Dalvin Cook. They really contained Aaron Jones. It's not going to be a better result than those two guys for Damian Williams. So he's going to have to get it done with a few plays in the passing game, checkdowns and all that. It's a pass rush as well as a scoring potential there. So that's where, if you're going to trust Damian Williams, that's where you have to go. But clearly he's going to get most of the value here from what we've seen here in the first two games of the playoffs. And Patrick Mahomes, and how about his running? I mean, 53 yards rushing in both games exactly in the playoffs, leading the team both times. So how much is Mahomes running going to be a factor? Because it hasn't been as big a factor as we think. I know he's an athletic guy, extends plays, does a lot of magical things with his athleticism, but overall, I mean, that's not what Mahomes really wants to do, take off and run and and get smashed around here against a good 49ers defense. It's fast, physical, and quick here. So I think he'll be more pass-inclined in this game. So that part of the running game, traditional or non-traditional with the quarterback scrambling, uh, taking off and running downfield, that's not going to be a big part of it, I don't expect what the Chiefs do and the 49ers are going to be a big part of that because they don't want to allow that and they're really built to stop the run very well. They've had some uh, issues stopping running quarterbacks, so Kyler Murray 
and uh, Russell Wilson in their own division. So we'll see about how that plays out with Patrick Mahomes. But uh, overall, I think you look at uh, that. I think he'll do a little bit more running. I can't see him going to 53 yards. I think the 49ers were disgusted and they would have a little plan for it. Having like a mini alternate spy approach based on the situation there, if it's a kind of a medium, maybe that's where you'll see a little bit of a spying on Mahomes where he can take off and realize the marker's there. So that's that. But I just don't anticipate the Chiefs rushing for all or forcing rush. It's going to have to be come from scrambled, nothing designed here as much from Mahomes and uh, Williams here in this game. Now the receiving core... We also hinted that the 49ers are very good in covering the tight end. So George Kittle is probably going to outproduce Travis Kelsey in this one. You look at the 49ers. When Jakowski Tart is in there, they're very good. They were leaky without him for a while. Kwan Alexander is also a good cover guy as well on the second level. So look at that. We've talked about that. But Kelsey, I think, is going to be more like the championship game Kelsey than the divisional playoff game Kelsey. I think that's pretty clear in this one. The 49ers... By the way, in the regular season, they allowed the uh, seventh uh, fewest points there to the tight end, while the Chiefs were 28th there in terms of DraftKings. So it's pretty evident, but you sometimes have to know why that's the case. And with the 49ers, it's a combination of that safety linebacker, and that's usually what it is. How do they match up against bigger guys? And Tart is a big safety. He's physical. Again, Alexander has got a lot of range. So that's kind of a bottled approach that they can take with Kelsey overall so I don't see him getting loose as much in the passing game. Tyreek Hill the key is going to be moving him into the slot the 49ers are pretty good we know against a pass in general a nasty pass defense but Hill does move the slot Richard Sherman does not shadow and go into the slot so that's where they're going to have to scheme to get Hill they're going to mix it up with Mikko Hardman Sammy Watkins here with their speed to get things open I don't think Demarcus Robinson is going to be the guy they look at as much in this one so Hardman you're looking at him and a Trying to get him in the open field, get him a matchup with Kwan Williams or uh, the benched Akilah Witherspoon from last game. There, and Manny Mosley has been coming on strong as the number two corner. So I think they're going to try to avoid those. So using Hill inside, going before receivers at times with uh, those guys, uh, Robinson and uh, Watkins and Hardman to uh, kind of flank Hill. That's going to also help dictate some better matchups here for Patrick Mahomes. So I think it's a wide receiver game. I think kind of the makeup of this offense screams that and uh, the makeup of the 49ers defense also calls for that as well here in the passing game so Hill I expect to be busy as they move around the, working with slot is going to be good because I don't think Kwan Williams can stay with him he's more of a short area quickness guy Hill is a nasty field stretcher in the middle of the field so going there so whoever Sherman's on and sometimes it could be Sammy Watkins some kind of could be Michael Hardman someone going to be Tyreek Hill I think there's going to be different guys that he sees at different times in this game and that's going to open things up for the other guy there on the other side and Manny Mosley has played over his head he's a very good young corner that I like but again they can't cover all these guys and if they spread the field the key is getting Witherspoon and Williams out on the field and I think that's going to happen quite a bit Andy Reid Eric Bannamy are too smart not to do that here for Patrick Mahomes to get him going in in the game now Briefly, we'll look at uh, the special teams. I mean, Harrison Butker, Chiefs, and Hardman going to the Pro Bowl. We really like that to have the impact. Four years are pretty solid. Robbie Gold, Mitch Wisnowski is a good punter. But, uh, again, uh, I think Chiefs have the better 
field goal reliability and also uh, explosiveness and kick returns. Well, you have 49ers, have uh, Richie James. Uh, sometimes they've used Samuel in the fact or Emmanuel Sanders, but the Chiefs certainly having the better value there. So there you have it. There's a breakdown of when the Chiefs have the ball. We already did when the 49ers have the ball. We'll get back in a moment to finally look at our DraftKings uh, showdown lineup values uh, there. But uh, i got to remind you again, before we get into that, this, this is an episode that's brought to you by MyBookie. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well you could choose any game and call? Well, this is your last chance to do it here this season with the NFL, but we know the NBA is uh, bouncing around here. Start of college basketball season uh, has been standing as we turn into March Madness, so it's time to get off the sideline and get the action with my bookie. There, if you're going to bet the season, do the smart thing and go to my bookie because no one gives you more ways to win. That includes a parlay where you can bet a little, try to win a lot. If you like a couple of big favorites uh, across sports, uh, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So stop being tired of watching games from the couch with nothing to game. My bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back in the game. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with at MyBookie. All you do is use the promo code LOCKDOWN to activate the offer again. Once again, it's promo code LOCKDOWN to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. We'll be right back here to look at the DraftKings Showdown lineup now for Super Bowl 54. All right, uh, we've been leading up to this here. We are here with our look at the daily fantasy lineup there for DraftKings. So let's go right into it. Super Bowl 54 edition. So the first thing we have to do here, I think, with the constructing the roster a little bit differently, is try to find the best values at the bottom first that we want to try to get our lineup. Now, I've talked a lot about Hardman. This week, I mean, he is a big play dependent, but he's only 2,200 there in value. And Kendrick Bourne is even 3,400. So you can't really go with the defenses. It's hard to trust uh, Demarcus Robinson. So, so if we're going with a cheap chief, cheap, 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 then we're going to go to Nicole Hardman here. So the rookie gets our nod here at only 2,200. So starting with him is our first flex player and going to the bottom barrel. Now, the must people that we want in our lineup certainly is George Kittle. So George Kittle at 8,400 when you don't. Captain and Patrick Mahomes is certainly where you want to go. There, Tyree Kill, someone we really like as well there. So now the key is who do you put in that captain spot. But Jimmy Garoppolo leaves you with 3,800, so not too much to play with. With this lineup here, with value, you're stuck with, again, the 49ers D at 3,600. So that's what you would get if you captain Jimmy Garoppolo at $12,000. Uh, you'd have to go cheap in a couple spots. Hardman is your major flyer, 2,200 there. But So let's start things over here. Say we make George Kittle the captain, Captain Kittle there, and see what we get. So... We'll do him at 1.5. You turn George Kittle into 12,500. So you put him in the lineup, 12,600. 
Then you start at the flexes again. If you want to go nuts, you could look at uh, try to see if you can get Mahomes and Garoppolo in. At the same time, that would be kind of ideal. Um, I think you can avoid the running back situation. Maybe pivot to Tevin Coleman. He's 3000 cheaper than one Raheem Mostert, so you put him in there. So then you go back to your wild card of Hardman at seventy at uh, twenty two hundred. So now you've got eighty two hundred left here. So so you if you captain Kittle, you can get both quarterbacks in there. Mahomes at twelve thousand six hundred. In, in this sense, Kittle and Mahomes are the exact same price, but we paid one point five more for Kittle to insure them. So where would you go there? Guess who can afford Debo Samuel. So now we've basically made a stack where we've got Samuel, Kittle, and tied in with Garoppolo as well as Coleman. So, and getting this without uh, diving into Tyree Kill. So this is the 49ers heavy lineup, obviously, there. You like that in the game, that's kind of the way to go here in the, this one uh, there. Let's uh, get a little creative. Say you wanted to really make Patrick Mahomes the captain here at uh, the High, high price of 18900 That's quite a bit. You're going to have to get creative there. I think you can try to put in Kittle, Garoppolo, Samuel there. You'd only have 3550 left, so you'd have to go rather cheap here. So then you're pr- pretty much stuck going for a few more flyers there. Maybe uh, try Hardman at 22 See what that does for you. That gives you 4900 That allows you to kind of own Harrison Butker in this game at 4200 So that's where you have to go if you really pay up to get Patrick Mahomes there at 18900 on the 1.5k return. But again, now where would we go for the cheapest when we go for the captain? I mean, if you go kind of going down, I think Tevin Coleman is one guy who could take over the game at 9600 But if we did go captain there, we can do Jimmy Garoppolo as our captain twelve at twelve hundred. And then go to our spots here and uh go Patrick Mahomes, get him in there, both quarterbacks, got George Kittle, get Samuel in there, get Watkins in there for seven thousand, and then you can also put in uh Hardman there as well as a pivot from Tyree Kill in this game. You could also say if you've got uh, twenty four hundred dollars left you may not want to go with Watkins. You're kind of paying a little extra for him. So then you go down and you get Hardman in. And then you got $7,200 left. Where can you go for the value? I think you can look at Tevin Coleman at 64 if you want to go a little bit more 49ers-centric. And that way you have some of the backfield. Or you can go with Mostert instead. Take out Hardman. And then you will be out of money. So you have to look at Mostert. It's probably not going to be an option, but a good pivot here for sure is Coleman at that price. So Coleman could easily see the action there in this situation. So it's not a terrible way to go. But if you get Garoppolo, Kittle, and Samuel in a stack and also get Patrick Mahomes, then you're just uh, figuring out the rest here. That's pretty easy. So... Again, Tevin Coleman, 64. That gives us another $3,000 left. It doesn't really matter where you go, but if you want to diversify where you're not having uh, both Chiefs receivers and just relying on one, 
You can go in that direction with Hardman. I say what you do here is, uh, in this scenario, go with Watkins and Hardman again. This would be basically a one quarterback and two periphery receivers with one quarterback and two main receivers, and the one with the main receivers is the captain, Jimmy Garoppolo. So that would be Garoppolo, again, at 12,000. Mahomes at 12,600. In the flex, George Kittle at 8,400. Debo Samuel at 7,600. Sammy Watkins at 7,000. Then our wild card player, you're going to have to have one of them, and all these is Michael Hardman. You only have $200 left left over in that scenario. So I think in this case, we go with more uh, tournament style to do that. We'll do a contrarian 49ers little stack. If you're going cash, I think you want to make sure you have Hill in there to kind of bounce it out so you don't have two wild card Chiefs playing in with Patrick Mahomes and uh, George Kittle being the kind of the fulcrum there for the 49ers part of this lineup. So there you have it. There's your full breakdown of uh, Super Bowl 54 49ers Chiefs and seeing how that translates into a DraftKings showdown lineup here for the final game of the 2019-20 NFL season, NFL 100. It's over here. So we're kind of sad it's going to go to the offseason. We won't have games to uh, break down in our weekly shows until a long time now, but we'll keep talking here, keeping with you, analyzing things. That includes a little uh, Roundup Tuesday. So we'll break down Super Bowl 54. Then, again, Monday, busy, crazy travel day, uh, trying to recover there in Miami from the game. So we'll take a break there for you early in the week, and we'll come back with uh, four shows for you next week. And then we'll have 49ers and Chiefs takeaways from the game and also into the offseason looking at what their outlook is for fantasy football there. Early a kind of scouting report uh, for when it comes around to September again for both teams. So should be a lot of fun with that. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this is Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time. Enjoy Super Bowl 54 and good luck in all your DraftKings lineups this weekend. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.